Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus here we go that's right ladies and gentlemen the game everyone has no one's actually really waiting as a matter of fact i, I all, all the juice was already sucked out of it when the joint practices this week scheduled for nashville were canceled following isaiah bolden's unfortunate injury good news as you've been updated all week long it was a concussion concussions are no laughing matter certainly a scary moment indeed but isaiah bolden seems to be doing much better the new england patriots on the whole though not great. Uh, I dare I say, Andy Hart, as we start this uh, preseason finale edition preview kind of jam of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you, of course, from WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports presented by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Uh, I got to say, like, I'm not so sure if the Patriots had gone to Nashville for the joint practices that as many people would have gotten dinged up or things would have gone the way they did because thanks to uh, the practice reports and, of course, you and Mike Cadlick churning out the Six Rings post-practice pods, never an easy one to say on the air early in the morning after only half a cup of coffee. A uh, couple people, there some scrapes, some dings and nicks this week. How do we think this is going to affect the way the Patriots approach this preseason finale because you had Christian Gonzalez pull up lame, a uh, little limpy gimpy going on. Did he roll an ankle? What's going on there? Uh, Pop Douglas continues to, uh, I, I guess it's a little bit of a shoulder that he's going got going on. We haven't seen Jonathan Jones uh, since Obama was in office. It feels like there's like their issue galore, it seems now, injury-wise, all over this team. So are we just going to see like a, uh, oh, and by the way, the nose tackle they picked up from Carolina was here for, was it a day and a half? before they cut him as well because he had an injury designation, so they didn't like his knee. Um, I don't know. Like the, I feel like they should just put everyone – you can't cancel the game at this point, but I feel like they need to just put everyone in bubble wrap, put players 40 through 90 out there Friday night and say, all right, this is a competition for the final 12 spots on the team. Like They can't afford to have any more starters get hurt. And I think Bill Belichick might agree with you because – uh, instead of having two very physical, competitive joint practices with the Titans this week, the Patriots had two very 
abbreviated non-competitive practices at Gillette Stadium. And I think that may have been a result of some of the dings and guys. And even in those workouts, as you mentioned, um, you, you, not only Christian Gonzalez, there was a Jalen Mills scare. He came back in the second day of the practice week. Um, Hunter Henry had a short like, oh, did he get hurt on that play? Like, a lot going no, on. There's no tight ends. I mean, oh. he literally... He told this week on the first Patriots Monday of the week, Andy Hunter Henry came on and said, they asked, you know, how, how are you feeling this offseason? What, you know, what would you attribute your early camp success and like being in the best shape of your career to? And he said it was the first offseason where he was fully healthy and that allowed him to be with no rehabs, no surgeries to quote, attack the offseason. Two days later, having put the Jonah and Hex on himself, now he gets a little dinged up. I'm not putting him out there Friday night. That's going to be the Ferkser and Sokol show. You're not, no way. Well, to me, the first, you know, uh, uh, make everything more, every moment, moment more. Um, you mm -hmm. know who would like more? That would be Mac Jones. More help in front of him on the offensive line because that continues to be an absolute crap show. We talked about it with Cadlick over two days of practices. I had to watch Dietrich Wise. Absolutely. Um, I believe we decided to call it either waffling or French toasting because it's the opposite of a pancake when the defensive end makes Trent Brown his speed bump on the way to the quarterback. I've never seen a man of Trent Brown's size get manhandled the way Dietrich Wise did to him. And I would have cut him. I would have cut him on the spot. I'm sorry, Trent Brown. There's never a reason for you to be going ass over tea kettle in on a football field. And it was embarrassing. And so 370 this, pounds. Yeah. Now that's Dietrich a lot of ass is no a lot of tea kettle. <laughs> I, I, sorry. That's just also one of my trigger phrases. My old man used to use ass over tea kettle. And I don't, I don't know the Genesis or the etymology of it. It's just one of those ones. Cause it's just such a great visual visualization as probably yeah. Adam Jones would pronounce it. I, it, it, it kills me, but what is he doing at 370 pounds? Again, Dietrich wise, no small man himself. But what is he doing just getting absolutely blasted by somebody who's 90 pounds later than him? Like, what he's is doing going Trent on with Brown Trent things? Brown? It's why I'd cut him. He doesn't care. He's taking it half-assed <sighs> approach. It's part of the problem. But bigger picture, you did get Mike Onwenu back on the practice field. He's off PUP. Mm -hmm. He won't play, but he's starting the process towards playing in the opener. But the offensive, and it wasn't just Trent Brown. It wasn't just Dietrich Wise. Matthew Judon was unblocked, would have absolutely sent Mac Jones to the MGH up the hill for a medical checkup after practice if it had been real football. Um, and that's that's where the rubber meets the road here. I would like to see Mac Jones and the quote-unquote first offense. Sorry, Bill, you have a first offense. That's the way it works. You have a depth chart. You put a top line on. They go to the game first. It's mm -hmm. way first work. Um, I would like to see Mac Jones in the first offense out there for extended period against Tennessee. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you feel comfortable enough doing it. So to me, that's the biggest question in this game is – who plays? How all, how long do they play? Because, you know, in this modern schedule where you have two weeks to the opener, you should be able to play your guys a little longer and still feel fine. Like they're not banged up. They have plenty of time to recover and recuperate and get ready for the Philadelphia mm -hmm. Eagles. But when you don't trust your line, everything falls apart behind it. And you we've talked about it. You have no depth. Your depth is already being cut into. If your depth is being a question in August, you're porked because you don't get deeper as the season goes on. You lose people. Um so, wow, this really took a negative tone. Really yeah, no, but it, I, I was all excited. I was all excited for the, you know, hey, the preseason finale. Let's, you know, let's hopefully make up for the lack of the joint practices with a, a feisty competitive game between, you know, coach and his former player who's now turned into his coaching rival who's gotten a number of, gotten a number of big dubs against his former coach and mentor as well. Uh, 
This this is th- these are exactly the kinds of teams where iron should sharpen iron. And you would hope that this would be the final tune-up because after this, Andy, they would get 16 days to heal up, rest up, recuperate, fine-tune, and prepare for kickoff, which is fast approaching Sunday, September 10th, 425 against the Eagles. I, I mean, I and by the way, if the Eagles uh, as of last night, they were, according to a report on the ex Twitter, if you will, they were the leading candidate to possibly trade for Jonathan Taylor. So if you think the Eagles already present a scary enough front with their excellent receivers, their quality tight end, their mobile strong arm quarterback, and one of the best pass rushes in recent NFL history, just imagine what the Patriots could have to contend with if they do pull off a trade for a top five running back in the NFL as well. I can't sit here and tell you right now, Andy, that I would put a single starter out there on Friday night. Mac Jones could get maybe the Tennessee Titans front line isn't what it used to be, but it's still a Mike Vrabel coach team. So he's not going to he's not going to dial it back. He's not going to quote take it easy because it's preseason game three or or because it's against his old pal Belichick and the Patriots. He want he's a he's a hard out. He's a tryhard. This is the guy that talked about lopping off his own junk to win a Super Bowl. He's not going to take the game off. There's no days off with Vrabel. I, that line is somehow it's gotten worse over the course of camp. And you can't convince me that it's just going to flip a switch and magically be better 16 days from now. I, I, I You can't afford to have another tight end. You don't have any tight ends now, basically. You can't afford to get any other receivers hurt, Andy. So what are they going to do? It's, it, will we even see Mac Jones Friday night? I think you have to, quite honestly. Um I, I don't know. I'm really torn. Like you want to, you kind of have to, you need to get ready. Football players play football, all of that sort of cliche, but the uncertainty of the line, the uncertainty of the targets is certainly um, a consideration. I, I don't know. It's why Bill Belichick makes the big bucks. And it's why we second guess for a much lower salary later on, whether he did the right or wrong thing in the third <laughs> preseason game, depending on how it plays out, because they have also a lot of competition going on and you need to see those guys. And some of them, Injuries won't be an issue. Like, okay, the kicker. Both kickers stunk on the practice field this week. Nick Folk what, what is up with this? Now nah, Chad Ryland misses like four kicks in a row in practice. Folk only goes six of nine from 33 to 50. So instead of like a kicker competition, like old man Folk is charging towards one final season. Chad Ryland, the power league boomstick young kid out of, out of Maryland. Like, no, actually, no, they're both not uh, acquitting themselves terribly well. At all, um, the defensive line, like we have a lot of serious, con- serious competitions and some major surprise or not such a surprise cut candidates coming up like Devon Godshow. He's probably going to make the team because, of course, Belichick says he's one of the best defensive linemen in the game. Hasn't looked that he's way not. this preseason. He is definitely not. Lawrence Guy, he got put on skates last week. Is he potentially playing for his job? Are they going to keep Equale and Davis and Sam Roberts and all the young defensive line guys? Uh, you need to get Mafi and City So and other young linemen tuned up. Are you going to hold on to Riley Reef? Does Stuber have a future on the team? Uh, you know what you're going to probably see is you're probably going to see a lot of real base coverage, making sure no one gets hurt defensively. And then on the offense, maybe a couple of passes, probably a lot of Bailey Zappi. And is this the final audition for Malik Cunningham to secure a spot on the 53, Andy? I actually wonder if they go the other way with Cunningham to make sure he doesn't make enough plays so that you can easily get him onto the practice squad. And I wonder if we see a crap load of Trace McSorley, a bunghole load of Trace McSorley, because you don't care. No offense to Trace McSorley and the McSorley family, but you don't care. You you really don't care. He's the sacrificial lamb. Go give me three quarters of action. So that's a great conspiracy theory. 
that the Patriots don't play Malik Cunningham because they do want to hold on to him. However, they'd like to sneak him onto the practice squad for now because Tyquan Thornton is hurt. And I think Kayshawn Booty is now making a case to earn a spot on the 53 because you need young receivers and you need receiver depth. Uh, again, something else they don't have right now. Trey Nixon, gone. Raleigh Webb, stop it. What are we doing? Jeez. Man, things really did take a turn this week, didn't they? Yeah, and that's what happens in the NFL when you're a house of cards and when you're not that deep. And you start out not deep, and then all of a sudden it only takes one or two injuries. Like cornerback, if Gonzalez is not available, Jonathan Jones has been unavailable for two weeks basically now. You look at the lack of depth, even – um, Isaiah Bolton was in the mix to be like next in line. He's been unavailable. We all saw that. So you're, you're really you're kind of at the bottom of the barrel there. And the tight end position, Ferkser is like a key role player now because of Mike Kosicki. Now, Mike Kosicki's in a red jersey. He'll be out there. He'll be out there against the Eagles for the opener. Won't be out mm -hmm. there, I'm guessing, uh, on Friday night against the Titans. But these these games and it's why the the bigger discussion has become like do you even play preseason games how valuable they are like joint practices maybe coaches should just go old school and everything is internal like a college program and when yep. they come out that first week you find out everything all at once like it's all unseen it's all unheard i don't know i don't think the nfl will go that route because i think it would be bad for business in the big picture um marketability and everything there but Good. That's a very, very interesting point. That's for a podcast, maybe later this season or in the off season. Do is it time for the NFL to revamp the preseason as well? I kind of would go that way, having been in a lot of the preseason games. You and I doing podcasts and post game analysis as well. There's not a lot of joy in these preseason games, of course, unless it's the Washington Commanders derailing the eight years of perfect preseasons of the Ravens on Monday night. But otherwise. There's really not much to it, and the Patriots are seeing diminishing returns. And you're going to likely see, as Andy predicted, a lot of Trace McSorley, Pierre Strong Jr., J.J. Taylor, maybe Kevin Hatt, and we'll be all of us to sit this potential slog on Friday night. Don't forget, over the weekend, Andy and I will have a six rings and football things. Post preseason game number three recap pod will be on the air Sunday from 10 to 1230 to take your calls and discuss what the Patriots preseason looked like at large and what we have come two weeks from Sunday. But now, of course, as we wrap up this quick edition of the Six Rings and Football Things preseason game three preview pod, it is time once again for all of you fabulous wagerers, pocket gamblers, and thorough degenerates for the FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week. FanDuel Sportsbook make every moment more. Because it's preseason, there are not a lot of options. We don't have the player props. Uh, the totals and many of the over-unders will have available to us during the season, Andy. But betting on preseason, it's still a good time on the rocks. So we have right now on FanDuel, the New England Patriots, believe it or not, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, home of all the pedal taverns and bachelorette parties, and a total of 38-and-a-half. Somehow, someway, uh, you shouldn't expect a lot of points to be scored Friday night. And knowing my luck recently... I need to go exactly against the opposite of what my gut tells me. So I will take the over of 38 and a half points Friday night, 8:15 kickoff Pats and Titans. What do you say? Hi. Uh, so the Patriots minus two and a half. Why not? <laughs> I say, why not? Sure. You may say why I say, why not? I cover the Patriots. I watch the Patriots. I'd like to see them win. It's more enjoyable than talking about they're getting their ass whooped by Mike Vrabel. And as you said, it's the third preseason game. We're not sure who's going to play and for how long, but maybe mm -hmm. I get a Kevin Harris long run. Maybe I get a Pierre Strong breakaway. A yep. I, don't, I don't know where I'm going to get my points and where I'm going to get my victory. 
but I'm just going to go with something that makes it more enjoyable for our listeners, makes it more enjoyable for us. So give me the Patriots to cover the two and a half point uh, spread that they are laying towards Mike Vrabel's team. Listen to the Homer and the Hardos on six rings. Patriots two and a half over 38 and a half points. We have no idea who's going to be out there. We have no idea how those points are going to get scored. But in this particular case, choose joy, root for your team, and hope the Patriots come out with one pretend season victory and maybe a couple more bucks in your pocket. Thank you very much, FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more for helping us bring you the Patriots preseason bet of the week. And that'll do for this preview edition of Six Rings in Football thing. Pats and Titans, thank goodness the preseason is drawing to a close. We'll see if anyone is able to shine, pop, or earn a spot on the roster. And hopefully, there'll be no popping of anything else. Fingers crossed they're able to emerge from this game healthy because the Eagles are coming to town on Tom Brady Day, and they are coming with a rush, and the Patriots need to get some work done in a big old way. For Hart, for producer Justin Turpin, and everyone at Audi 2400 Sports at WEI.com, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying thanks very much once again for listening to Six Rings in Football Things. We will talk to you soon. Good day. Stay healthy. Huh. God bless, and as always, go Pats. Hi, Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.